The following episode is recorded with the mortgage loan originator specifically in mind. However, if you are a sales professional, an entrepreneur, or a business owner, I promise you, you will gain tremendous value by tuning in and listening. Are you ready? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children, 18 plus. You are tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC. John Coleman. Dio was popping. Well, that last episode was popping. I guess so. Damn. Fired up, huh? You are chappy ass, is what you said. Yeah, my ass was chapped. Yes, but uh, performing well. It's getting phenomenal feedback. Oh. If you didn't tune in, yeah, you got to go back. check it out. Yeah, go back and listen or something. Go check it out. Yeah, it was, um, man, it was my take on whether or not Dave Ramsey is out of touch based on the advice he was recently seen given to potential home buyers. You did a whole episode that I co-hosted on it, and I still have no idea who that man is. Right. You don't need to know who he is, but a lot of people in America do, do because of what he's done. Yes. Uh, but today's episode, we are going to be speaking specifically with the mortgage loan originator in mind. LOs. But I promise y'all, just like all the content we produce, it works, it plays, it is relevant in so many other professions. It so if you if you don't necessarily sling loans for a living, it doesn't Slinging mean that you should loans. like tune us out and turn us off. Cause you're gonna laugh and you're probably gonna learn something. Probably do both. Yeah. Our, our goal is to inspire you. Motivate, entertain, edu educate, motivate, entertain, and inspire. Yes. I believe in the terms yeah, we just want to like, like inspiration of thought is what we're trying to mm. do, right? We love diversity and I love diversity of thought probably the most. So the idea of this show is just to throw thoughts your way mm -hmm. to make you say, hmm, and then hopefully you'd be willing to take some action, make some changes yeah. in order to better yourself in your business at your job, within your career, at home, whatever the case may be. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's going to be titled, and maybe you and your new friend AI, yeah, your new friend it. Chat GPT, or are you are you on the Google no, side? No, I'm not on the, something else. I just went down some rabbit hole and just figured out one of them. I don't know. I love it, Mister Anti technology when i step on board and adopt the technology you know it's legit otherwise i don't have time like time for the bullshit does yeah well hey a late adopter here, here we are february of 2024 and john <laughs> coleman is is he is stepped up to the plate he is embracing technology and he's going to be mis become what, mr ai what was the first thing you did on the you know when that has the the ai where you can like type in some shit and it gives you a picture you did that one before i have right? not done the picture yet no oh. I just wanted to see what your first search was. Probably something ratchet, not for safe ears, but I'll tell you mine. Mine was like a sunset, uh, a sunset in the forest using like 16-bit video game graphics, and it gave me exactly what I was thinking. And then like my ne very next one, I was like, give me an image at the very point of the creation of the universe. That was my very next, just to see what it would do. That's crazy. You know, I've never asked AI to give me any images. Yeah, you should. It's it's all words. It's all scripts. It's yeah. all descriptions. It's it's writing of emails. It's writing of chapters of books. It is. Bro, when I show you this shit on Friday, you're gonna be like, "Yo, we're all fucked." Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna see. Are we still gonna be able to podcast? I believe so, but I mean, eventually, you can upload enough content of our voices. We could sit back and just give it the uh, 
the good old uh, subject and it's going to spit it out an episode sounding and looking just like us and we can just be at home picking our asses. Hey, as long as I can have fun <laughs> yeah. and make a good living, yeah. sign me up. I don't care what that looks like, by the way. If it's fun and I can make a decent living. Sign me up. And by the way, my uh, terminology or my expectation for decent mm-hmm. may be higher than most. Most. So I want to be able to make a decent living. By decent living, the money I've made on average the past 10 years, I want that money mm. and I want to have fun. I don't care what it looks like. Well, I don't care how it's okay, done. Okay, well, then curb your expectations. Those annual trips to 70 Ranch might need to go to Fun Spot down on iDrive. No, sir. In fact, my goal, John, my goal is to make double the money. So the money I made over the past 10 years, I want to make double to triple that the next 10 years. Jesus. While also only doing things I like to do that are fun. So think about that. Think it, about that. You know what's fun before we jump into the episode? Our TLOP community. Our TLOP community is super fun, okay. y'all. If you haven't gone to tloponline.com, T-L-O-P-Online.com, first things first, sign up for the newsletter. It's free. With a free newsletter also comes in an invite once a month to one of our free live sales trainings. Mm -hmm. Then if you're really feeling froggy, you should check in with Nikki Ray. You should get your free, again, if it's free. It's for me. Yep. She is doing career consultation Coaching, right? Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's, it's complimentary career, career consultation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Think of it as coaching. She's doing that for free for anyone who wants to inquire about whether or not they should join this badass community that we're building out. Mm. But no, that's not what's fun. Oh, okay. That's needed. That's necessary. Right. Like that's the best investment someone can make into their career in 2024. Dollar for dollar. Mm-hmm. I'll put it up against anything out there. If you're a mortgage sales professional, dollar for dollar, it's the best period. End of story for what we are asking in terms of investment and everything that you get for over a one year period of time. No, what is fun, not LO launch, Mm -hmm. but our, our next LO launch class is actually launching in just two weeks from when we drop this, we may or may not have room available. I doubt we do by the time this drops, but if you're curious, again, Nikki's your girl, reach out to her. She'll answer your questions. She'll give you an assessment. See if you're ready for us. See if we're good for you. And if you are, she'll let you join us. Nope, that's not what's fun. Mm. Tallahassee, Florida mm-hmm. on March, <laughs> February 7th, which mm. is a Wednesday. Okay. So this is dropping on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. The next day, All right. the next day, so I'm going to be in Tallahassee doing an event for the Mortgage Bankers Association of Tallahassee. NBA. If you're in or around the 850, come join us. The next day, me and Rob fly our happy asses from Orlando to Phoenix because we're going out to the People's Open, right? That's the Waste Management Golf Tournament, but it's less about the golf tournament, although I'll throw this out there. Y'all, hook a brother up. D.O. is looking for some VIP passes. I need three of them. One for me, one for Rob, and one for our derelict friend, Joey, who's meeting us out there. Okay, we need three VIPs. I already have passes in. I'm going on a Friday. That's the only day that we're planning on going. Saturdays for hiking, Saturdays for the casino, Saturdays for the pool if the water's warm enough or the pool's heated. But Friday's when we're going to be at the golf tournament. And we have passes to get us in, but I would love one of those VIP access whether it's like the 1937 club, whether it's, oh my gosh, John, hole 16. Hole 16 is where it's at. So I'm going to put it out in the universe. You taught me to do that. Amen corner. Put it out to the universe. Uh, Amen corner is masters, not the people's open. Um, but yes, I'm not talking about that. That is going to be fun for me. Okay. What's fun for the T-Loppers? We're doing our very first T-Lop pop-up. Mm. So keep on checking our socials. Follow me on LinkedIn. Follow our Instagram. 
Check out Facebook next week, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. We'll be announcing exactly where, but on that Thursday, mm. February 8th, from 4.30 p.m. to 6.30 p.m., I'm going to find a cool-ass bar in Old Town Scottsdale, and we're going to do a T-Lop pop-up. But basically, it's a happy hour. Look, you got to buy your own drinks, but if you want to come hang out, talk shop, let us know what you love about the show, give us ideas on how we can make the show better, I'd love to meet you. Some of you, we maybe we've met in the past. Maybe we did something with the NBA together. Uh, maybe we've chatted on the phone, but we haven't met in person. Others we've never met. How cool would it be if you're in or around Phoenix, Scottsdale, Glendale, Gilbert, all of those cities that make up that giant uh, metro area? Come plan on hanging out with us Thursday, February 8th, Old Town, Scottsdale, 430 to 630. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. Can't wait. Just like, I can't wait for you to finish getting this studio built. It's going to be John. fun one day. What, what's the ETA, by the way? Between you and the studio and Mark and the e-learning platform, I feel like every Monday business call is like, hey, guys. We don't give deadlines. That's not what intelligent No, no, you, you, I give deadlines. Yeah. Y'all just don't meet them. I mean, that's just anything in life. <laughs> Pregnancy, your son was supposed to be born on a certain day. Did he come out when the doctor said? No. Uh, my son came the day before my daughter came the day of. True story. That's weird. Really weird. That's awkward. But if you know my wife, that's on par. She like she that is on character it. for my she wife. She like made like no, you're I'm having this baby today. Oh, she scared the shit out of those kids before they were even like in you, the the air breathing world. Jesus. Yeah, but hey, that's how she rolls. Like, apparently, one of the best parents I've ever met is her. She makes my job that best. much. You know who was a good? Uh, my dad's a pretty good parent. My mom was pretty awesome. I'm so. an awesome parent because I chose not to have. Kids. Yeah, you were. Yeah, you you knew you knew. You knew your your. Why your don't I get tax breaks? Because all you people do is litter the litter the litter the earth. That was seat. God punishing you. That was allegedly. Yes. That's Dave Ramsey getting mad at me. <laughs> Dave Ramsey just got mad at John <laughs> yeah. for not having kids. All right, let's jump into today's episode. People are like Do and JC, shut the f up and give me what Turn I can. Turn the channel for. if you don't like it. No, I don't want you to do that. Know, by the way, I want I you do. to keep tuning in. Okay. I want you to share it, like it. Comment, subscribe. Don't worry, people. I'll never let you down. You know what's crazy on YouTube? Mm. Our subs are are exponentially growing. Oh. But our views mm -hmm. aren't necessarily exponentially growing with it. Mm. It's such a weird conundrum. It's like people algorithm. are going over to YouTube and they're subscribing. Yeah. But, but the views, when I compare them to like last January, mm -hmm. they're on par with last January. C cyclical or something. I mean, I, I look at it as a win. You look at what the mortgage industry has done and 60% of our downloads currently come from the mortgage industry. 40% mm -hmm. is who they, who the mortgage industry, um, who their clients and customers are, who they who support. They serve yeah, who shit. they serve, who they mm. support. And as we go from a million downloads a year to 10 million downloads a year, mm. I anticipate the percentage of mortgage professionals being much lower. It may be 20% is coming from the mortgage industry and 80% is coming from all those they serve. Not that the mortgage industry will stop tuning in. More will continue to tune in like they are. But there's only so many people in the mortgage industry who can tune in. But the others, the mm -hmm. clients they serve will grow. But it's just weird. I was looking at our YouTube uh, channel just yesterday morning. And I noticed, I'm like, damn, like we're adding almost 10,000 new subscribers. Uh, 10,000, 1,000. Shit, what channel are you looking yeah, at? Yeah, I'm sorry. I was supposed to be like, oh, well, shit. Well, awesome. Do my math. We're, we're, we're adding over 100 per week. Yeah. 100 new subs. I mean, some people are unsubscribing. Some people are subscribing. It's a net of 100. Mm -hmm. But per week, 
I'm glad, and, yeah. and that's a pretty fast clip for I'm us. I'm glad you said that and put it on record because one day we're going to look back at what is episode four or some shit and we're like, remember we got geeked out or mostly you got geeked out when we got a hundred subs? We did. We did. Well, here's geek. the thing. We don't even have a real YouTube channel. Like, keep tuning in, y'all. We will have starting in February oh. when this show drops. Allegedly. We are going to, yeah, well, that's my <laughs> deadline. John's already <laughs> telling you he's going to blow through it. But John and I will have along with Mark and Nikki and Souk the intern, we're going to have a legit channel. Yeah, a a legit YouTube channel. Yes, it'll still be the home of the Lone Officer podcast. Yes, you can still go watch us podcast. But we're going to bring all new types of programming and content to the forefront. Yes. That's what you mean. And the content may mirror what we're going to do today. Uh And and what we're going to do today is something that I was inspired based on a coaching call that I was a part of last week. Okay. And the, the, to kind of set the tone and let people know like what, what transpired, I was um, on a call with one of my coaching students and she didn't understand why she would need to go so aggressive to bring a loan in the door, to basically acquire a client, right? So in the mortgage world, we call it a loan, we call it a borrower, but you can insert whatever your product and service is and you have to ask yourself, are you willing to make significantly less money on one transaction if it means you get to onboard a new client. And I think the answer comes down to, well, is is it common and customary in your industry for your clients or your past clients to refer you more business? Do you have systems and processes in place that you solicit referrals from people who are buying your product and you expect those people who purchased your product or paid for your service to come back to you And do you ask those people who actually consummated a relationship with you, meaning they transacted something, do you then ask for them and rely on them to refer their friends, their family, their coworkers, and their neighbors? If the answer is yes, then yes. Everything that we're talking about today, it's for you, not just for loan officers. So realtors, financial advisors, people who sell life insurance, our buddies over at Tom James, or anyone else who sells overpriced fine clothing to business professionals, okay? By the way, Tom James shirt, that's what I'm wearing today. I don't knock it. I rock it. Um, it is what it is. So think about you, think about your service. And this is what happened in my, in my coaching commentary. This woman taking a loan originator. She's like, I wasn't willing to do that loan in order to do that loan. I was going to have to a split the commission or I was going to have to B take in-house compensation. I got one or C I was only going to make five bips instead of a hundred. Correct. However, you would do that while also following LO compensation rules and being compliant with the CFPB. We've already done a whole entire episode on that based on a awesome housing wire article. We're not, that's not up for debate at this point, not for this episode. So yes, you were willing to make less money on that one loan. And she was like, nope. Then similar, I had a loan officer come up to me and he's like, I don't know if I can work here anymore. I'm like, yeah, why is that? Well, my manager my, his, and his manager is one of our best coaches, right? Because if you work at the same mortgage company that I represent, like something that we give to those loan officers for free is coaching, like coaching with mega producers, with top mortgage professionals. It's basically everything we give people at TLOP online and we charge them for. No, they get it for free. Mm. And by the way, if they work at the same mortgage company I work for, Bigger. they also get a TLOP online membership for free to your dismay and Mark's dismay. But it's something that I do. Cause I just couldn't imagine charging those people money to, for me to do something I'm already doing for them. Mm-hmm. So nonetheless, um, so this came up in a conversation where he's like, yeah, I don't know if I can work here. My manager, which is also his, his business coach, my manager told me that in this year, 
I should be willing to take reduced compensation on 20% of my loans. And I was like, yes, your manager said that, but I don't think you heard the message within the message. He wasn't saying do the same production you did last year, yet make less money on 20% of the loans. He said, you left money on the table last year in 2023 because you weren't willing to take reduced compensation to win that particular loan, or you weren't willing to sign up for the leads that the branch was generating. But in order to work that generated lead, you get paid reduced comp. By the way, that's the legal way of doing it. I know my, my industry has an issue and it's debatable as to whether or not how compensation practices are, are per regulation, per guideline, or if they are given double middle fingers to the rules, the guidelines, um, and the regulators. I preface that because I don't want anyone to think that I'm condoning any behavior, but I am talking openly about the behavior that I see happen throughout the entire industry, Spokane to Key West and everywhere in between. So, but my point being was this particular loan officer, similar to my coaching client. So my coaching client, she's out West, right? Like she literally is, is, is in California, but the loan originator that I'm referencing, he is in Florida, but both very similar. Right. My, my coaching client in California, she's like, I'm not going to do it. I pass on those loans. Like you pass on those. Yep. I'm not going to split commission with my branch. I'm not going to take reduced comp, whatever the case may be. Maybe she's a broker and she's not going to go borrower paid versus lender paid. If that's allowed, if that's legal. Um, and she's not going, or and my, my, my loan originator who works for the same company that I work, we, we, you know, wear the same colors and wave the same flag. He misheard his sales manager, who's also his business coach, when he, when his sales manager said, you have to be willing to have 20%. His manager meant, again, he was leaving money on the table by not doing these loans, not taking these leads. So instead of making $90,000 like he did last year, he could have made $120,000 if he was willing to take reduced comp for whatever reason, to get more loans in the door. Mm -hmm. And he felt like that was beneath him. My coaching client in California, she feels like that's not worth her time. But both of them didn't hit their income goal. Both of them have incurred credit card debt. And even me, you and Dave Ramsey don't like credit card debt. Mm -hmm. you know, and, and both of them didn't save any money last year to go towards retirement. I'm like, huh, but you weren't willing. I just, it baffled me. So I was like, let's talk about that. Let's, let's take the lessons that I was able to one-on-one -on -one coach and teach and let's bring it to the masses. And that's what today is, right? We're going to, we're going to dive in. Why does Dio think that's, that's done? Well, first and foremost, because understand this, when I was a rookie loan originator back then, you literally could negotiate rate on every single loan. And I got paid based on the rate that I negotiated with my, with my client. Okay. By the way, I do believe that was the best way. I do understand that one in five people were taken advantage of mm -hmm. and were put into the wrong loan. And that's why we had the regulations that we have today. But I still believe for the consumer, they won. And for the originator, it offered flexibility for the branches. It um, did not handcuff them to take it on the chin. It was the best solution 
And it's also what represents capitalism and the free market the best. That said, it's not how we operate today. But when I got started, you could do that. So John, you may have been referred to me by a realtor that I've been courting for six months. And it's one of the top realtors in my market. And in order for me to get your loan, you know what I would do? I would price that thing so aggressive that if I made a dollar, I didn't care. If I made a dollar, I didn't care because I was playing a game of chess, not a game of checkers. Here's what I understood at the ripe age of 25. And I still believe at 45 that this is the best way to go. And this is what I want people to learn from, be inspired and consider doing this going forward. Because here's what I recognized. When I did your loan, even if I only made $1, which by the way, in 2006, that was my second full year in the business. I got in in June in 2004. I finished my trading in August of 2004. So 2005 was my first full year. I made a whopping $43,000 my first full year. Then my second full year, which by the way, we were only being paid 55 basis points back in the day. That's how this industry operated. Loan officers make double that net today. Okay, but that was the world I lived in. I was self-sourced. I, I generated my own leads. I was able to fund 26 million. And I was able to fund 26 million because I believe it had everything to do with, not everything, but a lot to do with how aggressive I was in acquiring, not inquiring, but acquiring new clients. Because I recognized, I do John Coleman's loan. Cool. I don't make any money on this loan today. But more than likely, I've already done half the work. I've already answered a bunch of questions. I did a prequal, possibly even a pre-approval. Mm -hmm. He used my pre-approval to get his offer accepted. And now he shopped me against his credit union. He's using that online discount broker who's willing to work for free. Now I have to be willing to work for free. I could, you know, let pride get in the way and uh, take, you know, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm worth more than that, blah, blah, blah. Or I can get over myself and realize what I'm trying to build. I'm trying to build something that's, that's, that's bigger than this month, bigger than this quarter, even bigger than this year. I was trying to create a, a career for myself that's gonna last 20, 30, maybe even 40 years. So I, I do John's loan and I do a good job, right? I may even attend his closing if it's convenient for me. Um, but I recognize that John is gonna need a, a new home loan in the next 12 to 60 months. I want John to come to me. Now, the next time John comes to me, he's probably gonna trust me He's probably going to listen to me a lot more than up front when we didn't know each other. Mm -hmm. Cool. Good chance I make money on John's next loan. Now, because I'm really good at what I do, like I'm coached. I belong to communities like tloponline.com. I'm a student of sales and a student of business. I have systems and processes in place that when I do John's loan, I'm hitting him up for referrals all throughout that process, as well as staying in front of him two to three times a year through my CRM and through some of my, my, my post-closing database marketing. So not only am I doing a loan for John today, I am gonna do his refinance in two years. I am gonna do his next purchase in seven years. But there was a buyer's agent on that side that I needed to impress. So I did John's loan and now I just had an audition with that buyer's agent. That transaction goes well, you better believe it. I'm like, hey, when's the next one? Jenny, I loved working with you. When's the next time we can work together? But John's transaction brought me a listing agent. Now I'm gonna reach out to Dan. Hey, Dan, do you love how I operated? I loved working with you. How could we make that a commonality? How can you and I do that more going, going forward? You know, do you have someone like me in your back pocket? If not, can we change that? I would love to be in your back pocket, someone you can call on. So now I'm taking John's transaction that maybe I made $1 on 
but I'm going to parlay that into two more loans over the next 10 years with John. I've now leveraged it to get to know that buying agent better. I auditioned for her. I was introduced to the listing agent. Now I have an opportunity to meet with him and, and turn him into a referral source. And you better believe while John's going through the home buying process, I'm hitting him up. Hey man, right now your reticular activator is turned on. You probably don't know what, what a reticular activator is, but it's a thing in your brain that you've probably never seen a lime green Corvette. Until one of your friends gets one, you see that bitch everywhere you drive. One thousand percent. Until one of your friends gets one and all of a sudden you're tuning around. It's like it's like couples that are that are pregnant. Well, she's pregnant and he helped her get that mm -hmm. way. And all of a sudden you're like, damn, how come everyone I know is pregnant? It's not everyone you know is pregnant. See, your reticular mm -hmm. activator is on. When John Coleman is my buyer, when he is my borrower and he is becoming a client of mine, his reticular activators turn on, as is his wife's. I'm going to lean into that and say, hey, you're going to be most aware of other people who are looking to buy houses. Dude, I would love to be able to service them the same way that I service you. My business only grows by referrals. If you notice, I don't spend a whole lot of money on advertising or marketing. I do that so that I can invest back into my clients, back into my, my professional knowledge and keep my interest rates and my fees competitive the way that I had to get competitive to win your loan. Mm -hmm. You could do me a solid. Anyone that you know right now, if you could give me their name and their number, I'll call them introduce myself if that's okay. And if you're not okay with that, at a minimum, can I get your commitment that you'll refer to me? Anyone that you hear about that's looking to buy a house. Like, look, if they're looking to buy a house, I know I'm a lender, but let them start with me. Make sure they know my cell phone number, my email address, my name, and that if you're, if you're a friend of John, you're a friend of mine and I'll hook them up. Right? So the power of that client, like it's, it's not just that one loan. It's not that one commission check you may or may not get. I think too many people they fail to recognize the game of chess and they get concentrated on the game of checkers. And it's like, well, you're missing out on all of these opportunities. Every loan that we do, every loan, regardless if you're making 10 grand on that loan or a dollar on that loan, they bring you a buying agent and a listing agent. They bring you a title company. They bring you insurance agents. So they sometimes have financial advisors involved. If you are leveraging assets out of your investment account for your source of funds and I am your lender, I could ask you to send me your, your statements. Hey, John, send, send me your statements from your JP Morgan account. Or I can say, hey, John, who's your advisor over at JP Morgan? Hey, don't worry about it. I'll call Caleb myself. And as long as you give permission, I'll tell Caleb what I need and have Caleb send it over to my, to my team. Why? Because I want to be introduced to Caleb. I want to find a way to build a referral relationship with Caleb. If he's John Coleman's particular financial advisor, and he's a local guy like I'm a local guy, I would want to do that. What if John Coleman's self-employed and has a CPA? Hey, John, I need two years of personal and business tax returns. All pages, please. Include your 1099s, your K1s, and your W2s if you get them. Mm. Or, hey, John, who's your CPA, man? I don't need to bother you with the stuff that I need. I can call her and we can knock it out. Okay, yes, I'm doing you a solid, but that CPA can now be turned into a referral source, mm -hmm. right? And there's so many aspects that tie into how do we turn one loan into four if you just open your eyes. But what's the value of that one client? The value isn't the one transaction. The value is in their next two transactions. Plus when, when John, although you don't have one, when your daughter graduates college, gets married and needs to buy a house, I'm your guy. When your best friend is divorcing his wife and he doesn't know where to turn, but you know that you're tired of him calling you crying his eyeballs out. Hey, bro, I ain't got time for that. You need to call my man D.O. Talk to him about your shit. 
right? Like those are the things that I think too few sales professionals, because they don't act as business owners. They don't think like entrepreneurs or CEOs. They think very transactional. I think they missed the bigger picture. So it came up with my coaching client in California. It came up with, with, with the current associate in Florida. And I didn't want to allow the rest of loan officer nation out there, the TLOP community. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't want to keep them from hearing this. Some of them know it. And for that, Hey, high five, right? They know this high five. They're leaving too much meat on the bone, Dustin, because they don't like to get outside of their comfort zone. Well, that, I mean, I don't think it's outside your comfort zone. I think it's, they let pride get in the way. I ain't right? touching they, that dirty loan, subprime manufactured house, get well, off my lawn. Well, I'm cool with that, <laughs> right? But if you have a cream puff, if you have a cream puff and you've already done half the work and someone says, hey, you can close that loan, but you're only going to make half your commission. Are you still making money? Yeah, correct. Oh, uh, then what's the problem? Yeah, $1,000 <laughs> is better than $0. $500 is better than $0. Yeah, I don't understand. But it's not about the money. I think that's what I'm, the point I'm yeah, trying to right. make. It's not about the money. But, but for that guy in Florida, what his boss what his coach was trying to tell him is that last year you closed 30 loans. You could have closed 40 if you were willing to take some of the in-house leads. If you're willing to work some of or work uh, for a little bit less money, mm -hmm. but doing 30 loans, you're still 30 loans. Well, he had plenty of time. Right. Oh, okay. He had plenty of time in his schedule, but to go from 30 to 40, even if he made half, on, on like if he made half his commission on those 10. Mm -hmm. So instead of making three grand, he made $1,500. Let's just use those numbers. He still made $15,000 more, but more specifically, he now has 10 past clients who all have friends, family, coworkers, and neighbors. Those 10 transactions had a buying agent, had a listing agent, had potentials for CPAs and financial advisors, potentials for divorce attorneys, like people that you could network with because he did an extra transaction. He just couldn't overcome the fact that his manager, his coach was trying to tell him, Hey, on a quarter of your loans or 20% of your loans, you're going to need to be able to willing to work for less. He wasn't saying continue doing 30 loans. Mm -hmm. And Oh, by the way, on eight of those 30, you're gonna make less. No, let's take you from 30 to 40. But in, but in order to do so on those 10, those last 10, the good news is you'll make $15,000. The bad news is you won't make 30, but you'll still make 15 grand more than if you didn't. And that guy couldn't get it through, through his, through his, his lens that his coach was trying to show him how to make more money and also how to get more referral sources and also how to have more past clients in his database that so he can market to those people for future mm -hmm. referrals. Yeah. Right. And I think that's where a lot of mortgage loan originators, especially in the landscape that we're in, like things are still tight. It's not pretty out there. We still expect half the mortgage companies in 2024 to lose money. Half the mortgage companies at least will lose money in 2024. It's better than 23 and it's on our way to survive for 25. But y'all, you need to change your mindset and not just loan originators, realtors, financial advisors, like anyone who's in a similar profession, you have to think about what is a customer or a client worth to you, not just singular paycheck today, long-term, and be willing to be more aggressive with your client acquisition strategies. How's that, John Coleman?
tell you what, you're getting me broke into this new studio. Can you imagine what it's going to be like when you fully wind me up and I let me go? I cannot wait till I can spark up in this office. I don't just, think we're going to be able to do that because oh, the landlord doesn't allow for there it. There are myriad air diffusers that will take the smell right out of the air. Plus, there's a window right here. All right. Well, hey, <laughs> I'm going to tell you like I tell my son, do you, homie. I'm going to tell them. I'm going to tell them that's tuning in. Hey, look, if you like this shit, don't keep us a secret. Make sure you're sharing us. Make sure you're liking us. Make sure you're following us on social at the Lone Officer Podcast. Make sure you're engaged. Comment. Yeah, reach out to Dustin. He loves the trolls. When, I don't love trolls, but I do love to connect with people. That's what I meant to say. And then, by the way, if you're missing that community feel, that community aspect, come join us over at TLOP Online. Yeah. You are truly missing out if you don't. Tallahassee, I look forward to seeing you. Scottsdale, I look forward to seeing you. He's John Coleman. I'm Dustin Owen. That's all the time we have for you today, but we do look forward to catching you on the next episode. Peace.